Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Ah, uh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's installment of the Ambitious Podcast, I'm going to teach all of you how to make the year 2024 your bitch. But I would just like to sing a little song. The bitch is back and you're gonna be in trouble. Hey now, hey now, the bitch is back. Yes, that's right. That's right there out in ambitious land. I have taken off six months from the ambitious podcast and it wasn't because I was being a lazy bitch. It was because I was going through all of these insane, incredible, scary, wonderful, fucked up, more fucked up than a soup sandwich changes. And that is why I'm here with my tits up, nipple tassels on, a vuv cork in my hiney, and I am ready to explode with all of the information that I have accrued over the last six months. And today's format is going to be a lot different. You're going to have a totally different experience here on the Ambitious Podcast because I'm just feeling so giving and so loving and so pumped the fuck up for 2024. And I hope that all of you out there in Ambitious Land feel exactly the same. So I wish that you could see, I'm going to document this on my Instagram because I'm actually filming this at like nine o'clock in the morning on New Year's Eve day, morning, whatever. And I got up this morning and I had a real hair across my ass and it it wasn't just the hair that's been hanging on since I had to shave my ass for my um, little proctology appointment that I'm probably going to be talking about because hopefully I'm going to have my gastroenterologist, Dr. Artelino on the podcast. Fingers crossed. We're trying to get him over here. I think he's a little scared of me because, you know, under anesthesia, I get wild. (laughs) This is why I don't do drugs because I know what I act like when I'm under anesthesia and I know that I would end up in jail and orange is not my color because I'm a true winter and orange just looks terrible on me. So I don't want to end up being someone's bitch in prison. I just want to be someone's bitch out here in the three-dimensional reality that we all live on. So I woke up this morning with a big old hair across my ass without dinkleberries, may I also say. Okay, I'm a clean bitch. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm sparkling and I am just so fresh and so clean. But this morning when I woke up, I'm like, I'm fucking doing this. It's the time to do the podcast, How to Make 2024 Your Bitch. And the reason why um, I chose to do this is someone had emailed me recently and we're starting this new thing on the Ambitious Podcast called AKA Ask Katie Anything. And I've had some people you know, emailing me recently and just asking me just like really random questions. And I kind of, it piqued my interest because I was like, huh, this could be like a whole little segment because sometimes what happens is when you're doing this shit for a really long time, and I've been in the podcast game for like six years 
uh, when you've been doing this for a really long time, sometimes you feel like kind of like you're running out of ideas, even though that's not really true. I could probably never run out of ideas, but you start to feel kind of like, Wah. you start to feel kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I just feel so not inspirational. I feel so not motivational. And so I've been kind of reading these emails that have been coming in. And this woman, Lisa, I have my little thing right here to, rem- to remember her name. Her name is Lisa. And she had uh, reached out to me and she said, you know, Katie, with the new year coming up and, you know, I feel like I've, I just lost like four years of my life since the pandemic. And I think a lot of people feel like that. And that's another reason why I took the last six months off because I really wanted to come. My goal, my desire, and my requirement is to come here every week on the Ambitious Podcast and just fill you guys up with so much love and so much light and and positivity, but I don't kiss people's asses. I think you guys know that about me. I am not here to blow smoke up your skirt. I'm not here to make you feel special. I'm here to tell you real, raw, hard, honest truth. And if that offends you and you get triggered by it, that's a great thing. When you're offended or you're triggered by something, it is such an awesome invitation to hold the mirror up to yourself and be like, oh, wait a minute. Why am I feeling some sort of way about what this bitch is saying to me? Oh, it's because she's speaking directly to me because all the things that she's telling me that I'm not doing, guess what, motherfucker? I'm not doing. So it's like people come for me. I just had a recently um, over the last six months, I was randomly one day, I was like, oh, I haven't read my podcast reviews in a really long time on iTunes. I just want to go over there and see what people are saying. And this broad, I don't even know her name, said that I body shame people here on the podcast. If you guys listen to me and you have followed me for a really long time and you know who I truly am, um, no one body shames anyone here. And I am the last person to body shame anyone because I've had so many eating issues, disordered eating, um, bulimia, anorexia. I've taken performance enhancing drugs when I was competing in pageants. I used to starve myself. Um, I would never talk shit about anyone's weight or body shame them. But if you're fat and you're out of shape and you have metabolic disease and you don't feel your best, and you're not doing anything about it, but then you're bitching and complaining that you're fat and you're sick and all these things, why are you fucking mad at me for saying the truth? Go take all your fucking clothes off and look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, would I fuck myself? And then do whatever after comes with the answer to the question that your fucking subconscious mind and conscious mind just gave you. So don't say I'm body shaming people, but I do get a lot of amazing reviews and I do get a lot of emails every day. And this woman, Lisa, was saying, you know, Katie, I feel like for the last couple of years since the pandemic, I feel like I've just like lost myself. Like it's almost like we've lost time. There was a um, a movie back in like the like the late nineties with Edward Norton and Richard Gere called Primal Fear. I don't know if you guys ever remember that movie, but it's one of my favorite movies. And he was this Edward Norton, who was also in like American History X. He's a very famous actor. He was in Fight Club. Um, he played like this altar boy kind of energy and he killed people, but he said he like forgot. He like, he would say like, I lost time. I lost time. And I literally fucking feel. And I think that Lisa said it the best where she feels like she has lost four years of her life in the pandemic during the pandemic. And 
I feel the exact same way in so many ways. Like the last couple of years have been such a beautiful time, but it has been one of the hardest times, not just for myself, but for humanity, for the collective. So Lisa said to me, um, you know, I feel like I've lost this last four years and all of my hopes and dreams and aspirations. I just threw them out the door. You know, I started drinking too much. I started eating too much. And I just really was like in a constant state of fear and panic. And I'm here to tell you, Lisa, girl, you're not the only one. I cannot tell you how many women I talk to every day that say the same exact thing. I talk to these women intimately on my app. I talk to these women at my Bitchapaloozas, at my events. I talk to them on my retreats. I talk to them in my mentorship one-on-one coaching uh, containers, and everyone feels the same exact way as you. But the question that Lisa posed was, how do I now, going forward, make 2024 my bitch, right? Because that's what we always want to do. We always want to make the next year coming out or up our bitch. And I am going to give you all of the ways that you can do that. And over the next quarter, over the next couple of months, I'm just going to keep filling up your ambitious cups. I am going to be speaking so much victory into you as HBICs. And we are all collectively as a bitchterhood going to go to the next level. And I'm going to go on this journey with each and every one of you. And I am so fucking excited for it. But I want to just preface this where if you're coming here and you're listening to the words that I'm saying, or you're on my app, or you're following me on social media, or you're watching my YouTube videos, I want to just say from the bottom of my little black heart, everything I'm saying here now is because I love you so much. And I know what it feels like to be anxious and and feel betrayed and have trauma and be angry and sad and depressed and melancholy. And I'm going to be honest and you know, I'm sorry if this may trigger you because you may feel the same way. I too sometimes can say, like, what is the point of all this? Like, why are we all here? This is such fucking madness. It's absurd. It's chaos. But if we feel that way, it's usually because, and I will say that also for myself, it's usually because we're not living on purpose. We're not living as the HBICs, the head bitches in charge of our ambitious lives. And that is what my my goal is for this podcast. My mission and my vision is to help awaken as many women and men all across the globe to step into their power, remember who the fuck that they are and live life as an ambitious woman or a man bitches man. That's what my husband calls himself. He's like, I'm man bitches um, or whatever, you know, gender that you identify with just being ambitious. I don't care what you are. Okay. You're a fucking dragon. You're a, a Labrador retriever. It does not fucking matter to me. So don't come for me and be like, you didn't say this. Shut the fuck up. This is not the podcast for that. I'm just saying a blanket statement of being ambitious, which is being empowered, remembering who you are and standing on your own two feet and knowing that you are the designer. You are the creatress or the creatrix or whatever you want to fucking call it, creator of your ambitious life. And no one's coming to fucking save you. They didn't come and save you in 2020 when the fucking world was locking down and we were being fucking uh, psyoped and fucking brainwashed. Okay. They didn't come for you then. They ain't fucking coming for you now. I'm not trying to be fucking mean. So don't say, I'm okay. You're so mean. I'm, yeah. No, I'm not fucking mean. I'm real and I'm raw and I'm honest because I don't want to feel 
like I have felt over the last couple of years. And I know all of you out there in ambitious land don't want to fucking feel like that either. So I am going to give you all of the tips and tools today to make 2024 your bitch. And Lisa, thank you for submitting that email. It got my juices juicing. I was moist. Okay. I was like a pound cake drizzled with some delicious concoction. All right. I was just percolating. And that is why this podcast is possible. So Lisa, please email me at help, H-E-L-P, at kbmsc.com because I want to send you a beautiful, ambitious gift in the mail. And if you all out there in a bitches land have a question for me and you want it read here with your full name on the ambitious podcast, and you want to start a topic for every podcast going forward, I would love for you to email me at help at kbmfc.com. If I read your email and I choose your topic for Ask Katie Anything, a.k.a., So if you email me and you put up the subject line, AKA, I'll know what it's for. And I will read your email out loud here on the Ambitious Podcast. And then I'm going to send you a beautiful gift in the mail. Yours truly is going to pack it. I'm going to rub it all over my big, huge titties. And I'm going to send it to you wherever you live, anywhere, all across the globe. And that is something new that I wanted to launch this podcast, which is AKA Ask Katie Anything. So Lisa, thank you so much. Email me if you're listening to this podcast at help at kbmc.com so I can get your address, so I can send you a beautiful, ambitious gift packed and um, jizzified by yours truly. So another new thing that we're doing here on the Ambitious Podcast before we get down dirty and into it is I want to, I created these incredible cards called Witch, Woman in Total Control of Herself, and I want to start every podcast off with a card pull. So will you just bear with me while I open my cards and I shuffle them up and I call in our power posse and I read our collective message this week on the Ambitious Podcast. So you can get these cards on kbmfc.com and shop. You can scroll down to the show notes and just click on it and get your set of woman in total control of herself oracle cards. They're fucking amazing. Anyone. So I did a Samhain for Halloween, I did a witch box event at my home and it was so beautiful. And we made these beautiful witch boxes. And one of the things that were in the box is these uh, witch cards, these witch oracle cards. And then um, we did spell work and everything that you need was inside this box. And then I sent all the girls, if they were doing it virtually, because not everyone could get to my home that night, but if they were doing it virtually for uh, Halloween, I gave them everything that they needed in that box for their spell work. And um, they had these cards and a beautiful mortar and pestle and all of their herbs and all of their tinctures and their spell jars and all that for their spell work, along with a bunch of other goodies like pendulums and things like that. And I taught the girls how to cast the spell. And it was just so fun for Halloween to do that because you know that, you know, I'm a little witchy. As you guys know, you know, I love baby Jesus, but I also like to do like fun witchy stuff too, because it's just in my blood. I've been passed down from generation to generation in my Portuguese line. So if you like these cards, you can get them over at kbmfc.com. 
So I'm going to open these suckers up and we are going to do a little card pull for all the ladies out there in ambitious land. Okay, let me open these suckers up. All right. So what they do is they come with a little oracle book. So you don't have to, you know, know anything about tarot or tarot, however you say it. You can just read the book itself. Okay. So when you do cards, okay, I'm just going to teach you guys a little something. You always want to knock out the old energy from the past or prior reading. So all you have to do is just tap on the top with your knuckle, tap on the bottom. That just sets the intention of all of the old energy just to leave those cards. Okay. So I'm shuffling these guys up. I'm never going to be, um, I'm never going to get a job at in Vegas. I'm the worst shuffler in the world. It's one of the things that I don't have as a talent. Look at, I'm just dropping them. If you're watching this on YouTube or um, wherever you can see the podcast, I'm not a good shuffler. So please don't judge me and don't be like, well, you can learn. It's, I don't care. Okay. All right. So then what we do is I shuffled up the cards. You're just going to place your right hand which is your giving hand, okay? And you're gonna hold the cards with your left hand. And I'm just gonna call in our power posse. So let's close our eyes unless you're driving. You can still do this if you're not driving, just don't close your eyes. So let's close our eyes. Let's take a nice deep cleansing breath in through our noses, filling up our lungs, exhaling all the way out. God, goddess, universal life force energy all of our guardians and guides and loved ones who are no longer here on this three-dimensional earth plane and all of our ancestors who came before us and our family of galactic beings of light surround each one of us out there in ambitious land and fill up our vessels with your light and your love and your ancient wisdom. Help us, each one of us, collectively and singularly, receive the message that we desire in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen, and thank you in advance. Okay, so I'm going to pick a card, and then I'm going to read that card for all of you, and I hope it resonates. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? You know, I'm going to be a wild biatch, and I'm going to pull the bottom card because that's the one I'm feeling, which I never do things like that. Ooh, okay. So I pulled number nine, the Keeper of Silence. I'm going to just hold the card right up to the camera so you guys can see. These cards are absolutely beautiful. Look at the gold leaf on the side. They're gorgeous. The Keeper of Silence. I've never pulled this card before, so I'm really interested in what it has to say. So all you have to do is go to your little book, and you're going to go to the Keeper of Silence, which is number nine. Let's see what's up here. Okay, here we go. Y'all ready? Okay. Ooh. All right. Oh, literally, I just read the first line in my mind and my nipples got so hard they could cut glass because this is so fucking on point. It's insane in the membrane, insane in the brain. Okay. The keeper of silence. This is a time for discretion. Whether you are working on a new project, idea, vision, or harboring thoughts of creating a new relationship or business, discretion is called for. Just like an ember needs to be protected from the wind, coaxed carefully into a robust fire, so it is with your idea sparks. Be careful who you share with right now. Hold on to your enthusiasm. Guard your treasure. Keep to the forests of contemplation as your intention grows strong and vital. Stay close to the gentle light of the moon, which nourishes poets and dreamers. 
Should you not be fostering new fledgling life right now, the keeper of silence also serves as a guide for discernment. Sometimes we get so hungry for connection and approval, we overshare. God, I have been talking about this so much on my app. Ladies out there who are part of our ambitious community on the ambitious app on Mighty Networks, have I not been fucking saying this? Like, this is wild. Okay, let me go back. I get, I just get very, very excited. <laughs> so it says, should you not be fostering new fledging life right now? The keeper of silence also serves as a guide for discernment. Sometimes we get so hungry for connection and approval. We overshare or we give away our gifts to folks who are unworthy of our intimacy. Fuck me up. Fuck me up. Fuck, fuck, fuck me up. Fuck me up. Whoa. This card is an invitation to step back and consider how you are sharing <laughs> as a witch, a woman in total control of herself knows she is deeply worthy and her heart, soul, and mind and precious life energy are two to be shared only with those who can respect that treasure. Guard your worth. OMG. How good was that card? Okay. This is the funniest fucking shit right now. Let me find my notes. (laughs) Hold on. Oh my God. I wrote this. Okay. I have all these notes in front of me right now. Like I said, I'm going to document all this shit on my um, Instagram story. But I said, um, as a reminder, to tell you all to shut your fucking mouths. See, it says it right here. Shut your mouths. I'm way ahead of myself, but damn, I just have to say it right now. No, you owe no one anything. Let me say that again for the people in the back. I'm going to make a fucking CD just me singing, yelling at you guys. You owe nothing to nobody. Okay? The only person that you owe anything to is to yourself. Your authentic, truest version of yourself. Okay? Why do we feel the fucking need to tell everyone Every fucking step we take, every move we make, every fart we fucking boof, why do we have to tell everyone every step? We, we're just so verbose. We tell people that don't deserve our, our energy, um, all of our deepest, innermost longings and aspirations and dreams and goals. And I'm going to tell you this right now, and you may not agree with this, but I, this is what I believe. This is my personal opinion. If you tell too many of the wrong people who may be showing up in your life as wolf in sheep's clothing, you know who I'm talking about. It's the first person that popped into your mind when I just said that. Okay? You're telling them all your biggest goals, dreams, and aspirations. I promise you that they will trip you on your journey. They will throw stones in your path. They will put boulders in your path. They will put trees in your path. They will flood your path. They will stick their foot out. They will trip you. They will push you from behind. You won't even have seen it coming. Okay. I'm not saying don't trust people because it's one of my biggest things that I'm working on in the new year is I have had so much betrayal trauma in my life that I'm working on healing that. And part of healing that is actually really trusting people. Okay. Stop fucking telling everyone what you're doing. Just fucking do it. Just stand in your power as the HBIC of your ambitious life, okay? And just be the person you desire to be now. Embody what, and I'm going to talk about this in this podcast, but you want to embody the person that you desire to be. 
we talk too much shit. We talk, we tell too many people too many things, and then we don't fucking ever follow through on what we're supposed to be doing. And that is why 98% of the fucking world are losers and have mediocre, low vibrational, boring, ho-hum, humdrum, dick up my ass lives. I don't know about you. I can handle a finger or two, but I don't want a whole big motherfucking dick up my ass every fucking day for the rest of my life until I shuffle off my mortal coil. And the reason why a lot of people on this earth, 90% are living like this, not ambitiously is because they fucking tell too many people what their big goals, dreams, plans, etc., are. Keep it to yourself, grind and hustle and work and create and be and embody and luxuriate in silence and then when you hit that pinnacle of success, whatever that may be, it may be a, like your physical body, it may be money, it may be a business or a relationship, then come out and see, look at me now, motherfuckers. But the more we tell people our biggest goals, dreams, aspirations, and joys in life and what we truly desire, that is when the mediocre pieces of poo-poo are going to stick out their foot and they're going to try to trip you on your journey. The only people that should know what you're doing are the people that are in your innermost closest circle and sanctum of friends. And you best believe that they better be your motherfucking peer groups. Because like Jim Rohn says, we are the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with. And that is true. And if you look around at the five people that you spend the most time with and you look at your circle, most of you are going to realize that circle is not a circle. It's a fucking cage that you need to liberate yourself from. And the first way that we can liberate ourselves in this new year and beyond is shut your fucking pie hole and just be about it, right? I think Jay-Z said, don't talk about it, be about it, right? Don't talk about it, be about it, embody the person that you want to be. We're going to get into this. It's like one of the, um, I think it's like number nine or number eight or whatever on my list of things that I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be talking about today on the Ambitious Podcast, but shut your fucking face, uncle fucker. Okay. You're a boner biting bastard, uncle fucker. You don't sleep or fuck or mow the lawn. You just fuck your uncle all day long, uncle fucker. Okay. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Keep it to yourself and only tell your inner circle of your big plans, dreams, goals, and aspirations. And even then check yourself before you ready to wreck yourself. Cause a lot of you are dumb as a bag of dicks and you think all these people are your friends and they really actually want to wear your skin like last year's Versace. Know what I mean? Okay. All right, we're going to get into how to make 2024 your bitch. <laughs> I'm just I'm just making sure I don't go down a bad rabbit hole. Um, but one other thing that is new this year on the Ambitious Podcast is we have some incredible sponsors that we've reached out to. Um, there's a lot of things that I use every day that I would use even if they weren't sponsoring me and I have used it years before um, they've sponsored me. And that's one of them. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. I talk this about this all the time on my app is life boost coffee. You guys know how much I love to caffeinate myself. And I even take life boost coffee with me. I take a, this is a true story. Ask my husband. I take my Keurig 
or like my Krups. I know it's a Krups grinder, K-R-U-P-S. I take my Krups grinder. I'm going to show this on my Instagram story as well. I take my Krups grinder and I have my little French press coffee pot and I put it in my freaking luggage. I don't care if I'm going to Dubai or Madeira, Portugal, or I'm going to the Cape. I don't really like the Cape that much, but if I'm going to the Cape or if I'm going to Florida to go see my bestie, Victoria Duke Smolinski, it does not matter. I'm always bringing my Life Boost coffee with me. Um, If I drink coffee outside of the house, I shit my pants. I'm not trying to make you guys laugh. I actually shit my pants and I have shat my pants, which is the past tense of shit. I have shat my pants. I've also sharted numerous times in my life. Ask my mother, ask my husband. Um, And I never realized that it was from coffee outside the house. I cannot drink Dunkin' Donuts. I cannot drink Starbucks. It literally gives me bubble guts. It will have me fucking running to the toilet, sometimes in my pantaloons. So I only drink Life Boost coffee. It's the only coffee that doesn't have mold. It's third-party tested. Yes, I said mold. Your coffee is the moldiest shit you probably put in your body. So if you have systemic or systematic in, in, um, inflammation and you smell coffee or you drink coffee outside the house and then you just shit your pants after and you're like, well, that's how I poop. I go and drink my Dunkin' and then I shit and I blow up the fucking bathroom. That's not fucking normal. <laughs> okay. I thought it was normal my whole life until I drank Life Boost coffee and I was like, oh my God, I don't have to run to the bathroom holding a um, red wine cork in my booty hole. It's, it's fucking amazing. I'm not Mount Vesuvius today. So Life Boost Coffee gives you 50% off your first order by using the code AMBITIOUS. Make sure you spell it right, A-M-B-I-T-C-H-I-O-U-S, and you will get 50% off your first order. Now, you can't use it to subscribe and save. It's for a one-time order, and you cannot use it on discounted items. It has to be a one-time order, your first time. And then what I like to do, um, and I've used the same Life Boost Coffee for years now, but when I first started using Life Boost Coffee, I would buy a bunch of different flavors to see which kind I liked. My flavor is the dark and bold, just like me. (laughs) Okay. Dark and bold. So my favorite flavor is dark and bold, but you guys might like a lighter roast, like a medium roast or or a blonde roast or whatever. And what I do is I buy the, I think it's like six bags of beans and then I grind it myself, but you may like Keurig, like the pods or whatever. It doesn't matter to me, but Life Boost Coffee has changed my life. And like I said, I don't shit my pants anymore. It's phenomenal. And I don't want any of you guys to shit your pants either. So Life Boost Coffee, the first time order, 50% off and just use the code ambitious. And I'm telling you, your life is going to fucking change and your caffeination station is going to be chef's kiss. Pinky swear promise. Okay. So if you're watching this on YouTube or you're watching this in a place where you can actually watch video, I'm going to show you some things, but you don't have to see it to understand it. Um, I am just a visual person and I like to see visual things. I don't know if that made any sense, but here we are. Okay. (laughs) All right. So how to make 2024 your bitch. Okay, so I have 10 items here. We're going to go through each one. And then I'm going to kind of pull things up and I'm going to show you some some things. So don't get overwhelmed. This is going to be incredible. Let me just take a little sip of my PP. If you see it, it looks like everyone's like, well, are you drinking urine? I'm like, absolutely, yes. No, it's not. It's um, I stopped drinking alcohol 
because I was having such bad stomach problems um, last year. Like it was so bad that I had to actually go and have um, like a medical procedure to see if I had like some fucking dragon living in my gut because I felt like I was going to die every day. And now I drink this um, first drink of the morning. The first water of the morning is I do my iodine and my zinc drops. And then I put this thing called glutagenics in it. And it's aloe and a couple other things like glutamine. And it helps um, with leaky gut and helps with any kind of like gastrointestinal problems. I'm a sensitive lady. I'm a se- I have a sensitive belly, you know? I-, I don't know how it happened. I'm Portuguese. You think I could eat like fucking pity pity all the goddamn day? And I do love that. Oh, my pussy just throbbed when I said those two words. But that's what I'm drinking. So if you're at home, please don't act on YouTube be like, are you drinking pee pee? Yes. I love pee. It's my fave. Okay. The first way how you're going to make 2024 your bitch. Are you ready? Put your rubber undies on. Put your nipple tassels on. Put your um petit chapeau on and let's do this. Okay. Hmm. Numero uno. You got to admit the fucking problem. See, here is the deal. So many of us out there, and I have done it many a day in my life, is I like to point my fingers at all the other people around me and all the bad experiences in my life, and all the trauma, and all the bullshit, and like, well, I am this way because this person did this to me, and I'm that way because this experience happened to me when I was a fetus. It's like, shut the fuck up, okay? I have trauma too. I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. Um, I was not um, raised like in fucking, you know, the Brady Bunch. I was bullied. I had disordered eating. I was in physically horrible, abusive relationships with men. I have been in relationships with men who have narcissistically gaslit me for years, which by the way, they just came out and said, if you ever had a relationship that was a gaslighting narcissist relationship, you actually have brain damage that's on point with those, um, you know, the brain damage that people get if they play football and they get hit in the head a lot, like Aaron Hernandez had it or whatever. It's on point with that. So I'm not saying like your trauma doesn't matter, but if you are using your past trauma and past things that people have done to you and programming that you've received as a child and my mommy spanked my bottom in in 1987, like you are just doing such a disservice to yourself as a future ambitious woman or the HBIC of your ambitious life. Because like I said, when we first started the podcast today, no one's coming to fucking save you and no one gives a fuck about your trauma. No one cares about your past experiences. Like people care, the people that love you, they like understand and they care, right? Maybe not all of them, but most of them, if you're around really good people, they care. But at the end of the day, like we came into this world alone and we're going to fucking go out of this world alone. And I hate to be morbid, but that's just the truth. You know, I have a good case of the morbs. You know, I am like Wednesday Adams and Morticia Adams had a fucking baby and then like married Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I'm not into eating people, but you know what I'm saying? I'm a little crazy. This is what I'm trying to say, guys. Like we blame our circumstances and where we are in life. Like I was talking to my husband the other day and he, we were like saying like, I don't even know what the fuck we were talking about, but he was saying like, you know, Katie, like sometimes I do get sad and I do get depressed and I get like angry and I'm like, man, I should be further ahead in my life. 
And then I said to him, yeah, I feel the same way. But then we have to take a step back and say, but should we be further ahead in life? Are we truly doing all the things that we have to do to be ambitious and man bitches and be the HBICs of our lives and be like the best of the best and be the 1%? And he's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, duh. And me neither. And that's why the first step in being the HBIC of your ambitious life, whether you're listening to this in 2024, 25, or 2056, you have to admit the first thing is that you are the problem. You are the problem. And admit that you have a problem because so many of us, including myself, are like, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. And it's like, you're not fucking fine. Because if you were fine, you wouldn't be living fucking Groundhog Day every day, living the same day, expecting a different result. Okay? So the numero uno way to make 2024 your bitch is you are the problem. Mm-hmm. If you have to backstreet boys this shit, I don't care, but you have to admit that you are the problem. The second thing is knowing the highest, grandest vision and version of yourself. If you have not already picked up my book, Ambitious, I have it here on hardcover. It's the only place that you can get the ambitious book in hardcover. All you have to do is go to kbmfc.com into the shop, purchase the book. And I will, if you purchase the book, I will write a beautiful handwritten letter and I will sign it in the inner cover. You can also buy a bitch box, which is the book with all these amazing goodies. And you can listen to the audio version of this book only on my app. Okay. Which is also in the show notes. If you're ready to join the app, you can listen to the whole entire audiobook there on the app. But in the, I love how I don't even know my own fucking book, but in the, um, in the book itself, okay, on page, I'm going to tell you exactly the page, okay? We are on page 23, okay? On page 23, my, this book is so beautiful, by the way, I'm just saying. It says, building your highest, grandest vision of your best self. So this is in um, chapter two, set up some freaking non-negotiable spiritual practices. And I just want to read this excerpt from my book. It says, before I get into how to invite spiritual practices into your lives, we need to get a few things out of the way so the bullshit doesn't clutter up the learning. I grew up in a devout Catholic home where I sang in the choir and I went to Catholic school. I still have the ruler scars on my hands and dunce cap to prove it. That's actually a true story. These spiritual practices I'm talking about legit have nothing to do with religion. So don't get all blasphemous and heretical on me. I am talking about things you can do every day, like meditation, setting intentions, gratitude, and so on to help you clear out anything that doesn't serve you. Okay. It's building a foundation, right? Just as you wouldn't add weeds and wine glasses to the concrete of your home's foundation, don't add shit that doesn't work to your spiritual practices. Start by figuring out what the highest and most authentic versions of yourself and your life will be. And once you know what you're building and why you're building it, you can create the right foundation. See how that works? Get a journal or a notebook to keep with you on this journey. I have legit hundreds of them. The best part is years later, you can look at them and be horrified 
by how little you thought of yourself. And as you work this ambitious muscle, your goals, dreams, and big picture aspirations will become so grand, you will never allow yourself to play small ever again. This particular exercise only has two steps, but they are huge ones, so don't grab a pen that's almost out of ink. So the first thing is, okay, when you're, and we do a ton of this work on the Ambitious app, the first thing is we want to create the highest, grandest vision of yourself, okay? So number one, we're gonna make two lists out there, okay? So if you're listening and you're at home and you can get your journal or your notebook or whatever out, go ahead and get it. And we're gonna make two lists, one for who you desire to be and the other for where you desire to go. I wrote in the book, want, that's what my editor wanted. I don't like the words want and I don't like the words need. I think that we have to remove them both from our vocabulary as much as possible. And when we do say the words want and need, we need to, I'm gonna use the N word, we need to remove them and put something else in. Like I love the word desire because the Latin word of desire, D-E, means of the father. So whether you believe in God as like this old dude on a cloud or whatever, or you believe in God as just God or or Allah or Buddha or you know a Hindu God or whatever, I don't care what it is, universe, energy, blah, blah, blah. Um, we have to start saying desire because that means the divine connection to spirit and the divine connection to our highest, most, most authentic selves. So from this day forward, and I already do this to all of my girls on the Bitchterhood, um, on the Ambitious app, I, I require them to not say the words want and need. And when they do say it, they, I always like, you know, we all do, we call each other out like, Hey, don't say need or don't say want, let's say desire or require or whatever. Okay. So the two lists, these lists can be long or short, but if you make them super refined and uber detailed, you will have a much better time discovering yourself and what you will and will not accept to tolerate. The more detailed and descriptive you are, the better. And I said here, um, want to see my crazy fucking list. Uh, you can go over to the Ambitious app and I have my whole entire highest vision of myself over there. So don't pressure yourself to do it all in one fell swoop. It took me years to compile all this malarkey. I use it to write it on my notes in my iPhone while I was on the Stairmaster or on one of the dozens of notepads I kept everywhere. And every once in a while, I'd look back to see what crazy ass ideas came out of my noggin. It's always okay also to mid-course correct. This is so important, guys. So one day you may want to be an LPGA golfer and the next an animal activist whose life is dedicated to saving dogs from the dreaded Yuling Dog Festival in China. Whatever the fuck it is, you can change. No one is holding a gun to your head saying that you have no choice but to do this or to be that. So highest, grandest vision of yourself. What does that mean? So think about if you could close your eyes right now and you could think of like, if you were everything that you desire to be in this world, like you had the, remember we always talk about the six life makers here in Ambitious, right? So if you were like, okay, let's just take this, the six life makers. So if you were like, I am living my highest, grandest vision of myself in my spiritual life. I am 
I am like, you know, meditating every day. And uh, or maybe you, maybe you're more religious and you like to go to church on Sundays. You like to pray the rosary. Like, I don't know what it, that means to you, but like, you know, you're meditating every day. You're doing your breath work. You're doing sound healing. By the way, all this is taught on my app. Um, you are just so divinely connected with source energy that you are feel like you are like a demigod goddess. Okay. Whatever. What would she show up like? What would be the highest, grandest vision of Katie or one of you, whoever is listening out there in a bitch's land? What would be the highest, grandest vision for me or you in my spiritual connections? What would my boundaries be like? How would I feel every day? What would my health and wellness be like? What would I do every day for my exercise? What would I eat? Um, what would my you know, like wellness and self-care routine look like? What would my relationships look like? What would the home or homes that I have look like? What would the car I drive look like? How would I dress? What would my hair look like? What would my makeup look like? I'm talking down to the T of like the color of your nails, the earrings on your ears, the shoes on your feet. And then last but not least, financial. What is your money mindset? How much money do you have in your bank? What kind of vacations do you go to? What kind of um, restaurants do you eat at? What kind of clothes do you wear? What kind of purses? Now, I know this is like, oh, Katie, you always talk about being higher dimensional reality, not three-dimensional, but I'm just trying to paint a picture. So write down that. Use the six life makers and go through every six, all six, and, and create who is the highest version or vision of that person in each one of those arenas. So that's the second thing. The third is your perfect day. So I feel, and I talk about this all the time, guys, and I know that this is sometimes redundant, but it's like, is it really redundant? Because still some of you motherfuckers haven't got it through your thick skulls, okay? So the, the next thing is your perfect day. If you go back to Ambitious the Book and you are on the app, we also do this all the time. And so the second thing is you want to write down your perfect day. So this is the second list. So the first list is the highest, grandest vision version of yourself. The second one is writing your perfect day. So I said, with this, I want you to write down what your perfect day would be from start to finish. Who are you with? What are you doing? How are you ending the day? Don't make it about someone else's life either. When friends, loved ones, or family members put that shit on you, it is either because they are trying to live vicariously through you or because of their very own screwy hangups. So many friends of mine from high school and college went on to do things they hated because their parents wanted them to be lawyers or doctors. There, that is nothing but ego-driven madness. Why would someone want to be a damn patent attorney if her soul's longing is to open a yoga retreat high in the Abood Mountains in Bali, eat mango, and feed tiny bananas to kleptomaniacal monkeys? That sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> there will be times when your perfect day doesn't feel right anymore. And guess what? That's totally cool. You can always mid-course correct. You want to know why? Because as Lady Gaga says, I'm a free bitch, baby. Revisit your perfect day from time to time and tweak it to fit who you are and who you want to be at that moment. And once you've created it, it's up to you to enforce it. Remember I was saying embody it. It's one thing to write it down, guys, but it's a whole other you know, can of worms to actually step into your power and embody what your highest, grandest vision and what your perfect day actually is. No one's going to come along and yank your ass out of bed and make sure that you eat your Wheaties. And if you've been saying for the last 10 years, Monday, 
Does this sound familiar? Monday, I am going to start eating right and exercising and meditate two times a day for sure. And then Monday rolls around and you overslept, run late, deep throat a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, which in an extra large coffee with extra cream and extra sugar from Dunks on the way to that sad little job of yours with the only meditation and exercise you get coming from your mad dash to the bathroom because you ate that shit this morning. That is not living. We've all done this because we are our own worst enemies. You are the only one keeping yourself small. You are the only human responsible for the mess that you found yourself in. And once you write down your perfect day, it's up to you to start incorporating little by little, step by step, all the ingredients that will make your life's recipe a winner. No excuses. Do not, I repeat, do not skip this step. It is integral for all of your changes to happen. Okay. So that is your perfect day. So it could literally be like your perfect day. You could write it on like a little sticky pad like this one. I have like a little, it's like a little sticky note, but it's like long enough to make like a good sized, like a grocery list or whatever. And you may do your perfect day like I'm not, listen, I'm not saying your perfect day when you're getting fucked on the beach in like Grand Cayman Islands under a palm tree. I'm not talking about that. Okay. I am talking about your perfect day when you are just like living your normal everyday life. Right. So you could say like my perfect day and it could be like 5 a.m. Wake up, start your coffee, do your breath work, do a meditation, have your coffee, journal, go work out do some cardio, go lift, do some yoga, whatever you're into, right? Have your breakfast, um, take your shower, do your hair, do your makeup, get dressed in something that makes you feel really proud of yourself and then go to work and work in these very um, non-distracted boxes and containers of time. And then like maybe your perfect day entails like going to have lunch with a friend or coffee with your husband or having dinner with a, um, you know, a guy that you're dating or whatever, snuggling with your dog, catching up for an hour on The Real Housewives. Like, I don't know what your perfect day is, but you have to name it to claim it. Because here's the deal. 98% of the human population are, are just like, whatever way the wind blows their anal hair is like what they're doing that day. Like, if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. So if you don't know what the fuck you're doing at every moment of your day, and I'm not talking be like a psychopath and not have any fun, your perfect day could have a ton of fun intertwined into it. And guess what? Your work should be fun. You know, creation should be fun. It shouldn't just be like getting white girl wasted or like rolling on your tits off on ecstasy every day. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like your perfect day when you are in your power and you are living your best life. Like I said, no one's coming to save you. No one's going to sit you down and be like, oh, you're not living your perfect day. That's sad. You have to create it. You're the architect. You're the CEO of your ambitious life. Okay. So if you say like, this is how I'm living life, nothing is going to distract you. If you know your goals and dreams and aspirations, nothing's going to pull you off course. Okay. So then that is the third thing. Creating your perfect day. And then doing all the things that it takes to get every day as close to as perfect as you can. And then if it's not perfect, you don't beat yourself up over it and you don't shame yourself. You don't tell yourself that you're a dick. No, you try again tomorrow. Because that's the beauty of 
the next day is like God gave you this like new day to be like reborn to start all over again. We don't take what we did wrong yesterday and bring it into the next day. Okay. The next thing is core desired feelings or knowing how you want to feel. Again, I talk about this in the book. I I friggin' drill this into my bitchterhood's head over on the ambitious app. But I want to just read a little excerpt of my book about core desired feelings. Okay. So obviously after you do your highest, grandest vision and you do your perfect day, the th- the next thing is, okay, so after you do this somewhat yet time-consuming yet ever so liberating task of defining who and what is the highest, grandest vision of yourself, and you actually start putting those definitions into daily actions, then this will take continuous mental and spiritual flexion. And I'm already apologizing for the heavy lifting for a while, but trust me, it's worth it. So when you look back at the things that you wrote down, okay, so perfect day and highest, grandest vision of yourself, I want you to think about how you desire to feel when you're doing those things. Emotion creates forward motion. So put some emotions into those words and you'll start that forward motion that I was just talking about. I take concentrated time to choose these words because they are going to direct every actionable step in my life. Words like free, progressive, vital, abundant, fearless. By the way, I change my words all the time. I change them as my feelings or my desires in life change. Different reasons for different seasons. Okay, so next you wanna ask yourself, When that shit comes up. So, okay, you choose your words. So I'm not going to share all of my words with you, but always, and this never wavers, my number one word is always freedom. It's always, always, always freedom. So I, and I'm going to explain this in a second, but everything that I do in my life, I say, is the thing that I'm going to do going to help me feel free in the moment? Or is the thing that I'm going to do going to help me feel free in the future, right? So let's just say when you go to the gym and you have like a leg training day, which sucks and you want to throw up, you may not feel free like pushing like fucking 400 pounds on the leg press machine, grunting and fucking your whole asshole's just falling out like your O-ring is prolapsing, okay? But when your ass starts to look good when you're naked and you feel really sexy when you put your clothes on because you've just been working so hard in the gym... Doesn't that help you feel free? I don't know about you, but I certainly feel really free when I can put on clothes and not feel like a busted can of biscuits, okay? So now, the next question is ask yourself, when the shit comes up? So if an let's just say, an acquaintance sends me an invitation to her baby shower. I'll open the Hello Kitty themed invite and I'll ask myself, Katie, Will going to this Japanese cat-themed baby shower at the local VFW help you feel fearless, progressive, and free? Usually the answer is no, and I can easily and tactfully say to the person, no thank you, and then click over to Amazon to send them a breast pump and a bottle of tequila. Before I knew who I was and what I desired to feel, I said yes to everyone. You guys have to understand, okay? You guys see me on the podcast, or you're on my app, or you come to my retreats, you come to my bitch up loses, or, or you follow me on social media, and you just think like, I have everything in my life figured out. No, 
I did. I, I have a lot of it figured out because I've gone through so much pain and so much heartache and so much trauma and drama that I know what I stand for. I know what lights me up and I know what makes me feel like a bag of smashed assholes. And going to a Hello Kitty themed baby shower at a VFW does not make my PQ. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't make my pussy quiver. Doesn't mean I don't love that person and I'm not so happy for her having a baby. I would rather just send her a really beautiful card and a beautiful gift. I'm still there in spirit. And and guess what? I'll come over your house. I'll help you fucking take care of that baby. I'll babysit for you. But I don't like those kinds of social interactions. I just know what I don't like. I don't like funerals. I don't like weddings. And it's not that I... It's not that I don't like dead people, okay? I, I'm like, oh, okay, this person passed away. That's so horrible. I would rather donate something in their name or send flowers or help the people that are still living feel better. Same thing with weddings. Like, you know, weddings are just like, it's not even about the money because a lot of people are like, oh, weddings are so expensive. It's not about the money to me. It's about the time because it's like a whole weekend of your life just gone. And like, I can stay at home and eat my own dry ass chicken for my own house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Unless, unless you're putting on a fucking five-star show, which most weddings are not, you know, they just want you to give them money and they want to be the center of attention because they're not the center of attention in their own lives. That's why all these things that are so stupid matter to people because they're not showing up as the star of their own movie. They think that that one day on their wedding day is the day that they're going to feel the best about themselves and they're going to get the most attention because they're not giving themselves their own attention. Does that make sense, guys? So I'm saying this all to you from a place of like, I've already gone through all this hell and I know what I do and do not like and I know what helps me feel the way I desire to feel and I know what makes me not feel the way I don't want to feel and I don't want to do those things. So before I became ambitious, okay, I would say yes to everything. Yes, I'll buy your cookies. Yes, I'll go to that party with people I detest. Yes, I would be more than happy for you to throw me over this barrel and have your way with me. I said yes when I meant no because I wanted to be loved and liked and I wanted people to say nice things about me. And I know out there, and you know, I have a little bit more to read, but I'm not going to because I want you to get actually buy the book and do this yourself or join the app and do this yourself. But if all these people love you, And you are making, you know, like I I said in the book, like I would say yes to events and then I would want to get like amoebic dysentery and have diarrhea forever and just die over going to this thing. Don't you think that that's a problem? And how many of you out there in a bitches land have been living your whole entire life saying yes to the things that you really want to say no to? Is that being authentic? Is that being the HBIC of your ambitious life? No, it's not. So we have to change those things. So the fourth thing is core desired feelings. Figure out the way that you want to feel and then ask yourself every time you make a decision, is the thing I'm about to do going to help me feel my core desired feelings? And if it does not, then you say no. (laughs) Okay? You say no. The next thing, the next thing is have a detailed plan of action for all of the things that you desire. And just to kind of have like a subset of what I'm about to say, have a detailed plan of action for your desires, which are your goals and your dreams and aspirations, but also have a detailed plan of action of how you're going to heal 
all your old wounding and all your programming from childhood and all of your traumas. Because I can't tell you how many people I've coached over the 25 years that I've been a coach and they get to this certain place. It's like Sisyphus rolling the ball up the hill only to have the ball come back over and roll him over and then have to do it all over again the next day is because they are so hell bent on the acquisition or the creation or the attainment of the goals, dreams, desires, aspirations, fill in the blank. And they've never really done the deep shadow work and, and worked with a healer and healed their traumas and all their programmings and their, and they've, you know, released things and surrendered to things and whatever. So they get themselves to this like amazing place when they're right on the cusp of greatness, they're right on the edge. And then the ball rolls back over them because they have still like all of these stories and they have all these limiting self-beliefs. And that's why like when I do business coaching, because I do a one-on-one mentorship coaching where I help people take their businesses to the next level. And I've done this for a really long time and I've had incredible success with it. But part of what I do as a coach is I don't just give them all these incredible ideas how to take their businesses to the next level. I also, on top of that, help them heal their traumas and their limiting self-beliefs and their programming because if you're living in a you know a ten million dollar mansion with a Bugatti and like all everything you've ever dreamt of, and you're still a fucked up Fruit Loop, you're probably most likely gonna not be happy, which is going to cause such great depression because I can't tell you how fucked up it is to have everything you've ever wanted in life and still not be happy because you haven't healed those that heart size hole in your soul. So that is so important. So having a detailed plan of action for the desires and half of that has to do with healing the trauma. One of the things that I do, I'm going to show you, is this is my little bitch list, okay? So this is my bitch list, okay? So that's numero uno. This is my wheel of life. I'm going to explain all this on future podcasts, so stay tuned. I'm also, we also do all this shadow work within the Ambitious app, which is so incredible. So bitch list, wheel of life. Then I have three notebooks. One is, and this pertains to the wheel of life, one is my health and wellness. Okay, this one's, this one's health and wellness. The other one is for my business goals. And the last one is for my money goals. And I don't, I don't go, I don't put all of my shit in one book because I think it just gums everything up and it like is just too overwhelming. So, like, for example, and I'm gonna explain all this stuff to you guys, so don't get overwhelmed. But for example, um, this is my book for 2024. This is Operation HBIC. That's I name every time I do a new journey, I always name it. I don't know. It's like I must have been as like a CIA person in a past life or whatever. But I named it Operation HBIC. I break them into quarters. Again, I teach all this and we do all this work over on the Ambitious app. So when you do the wheel of life, and I'm not going to go too much into this today because I want to save this for an actual podcast where I teach you how to do the wheel of life. And then I do all this shadow work with you guys around the wheel of life. But once you do your wheel of life and you see how I colored in my wheel and see how like right over here, 
I'm sorry, it's like backwards. But see right over here how one, two, three, these three things are like the lowest colors. Those three things are money and finances, career and work, and health and fitness. They scored fives. Everything else in my life, like spirituality, per personal growth and learning, partner and love, family and friends, community, environment, fun and recreation, are pretty high. Like they could be better. They like none of them are perfect. Like my personal growth and learning and my partner and love are both nines. Then I have like my spirituality is an eight and my environment is an eight. So those are really high too. And then family and friends, community and fun and recreation are all sevens. So those can obviously be better. But what you do is when you choose the wheel of life, you say, okay, the three things that need the most attention or I desire to give the most attention, see how I just caught myself doing it myself. The three things that require my most attention for 2024 are my money and finances, career and work, and health and fitness. Now, a lot of people out there, especially in my app, are like, Katie, you're so successful. Why do you care about your career and business and money and finances? Because I know that they can be better. I know I can create more wealth. I know I can you know, create more abundance. I know that I can do more for my community. And that's what we're going to be doing in 2024. And 100% my health and fitness has to be on point because I'm 42 years old, going to be 43, and I ain't getting any younger. And I just want to be an old, hot Grammy. You know, like someday when I'm older, I just want to, I want people to look at my, excuse me, I'm just fucking up again. My desire is to have people look at me and say, wow, she's inspirational with her health and fitness and the way she takes care of herself. Okay. So again, I'm not going to get too much into the wheel of life because I'm going to teach this in another podcast, but let's just say we're talking about health and fitness. So this is my health and fitness um, book. This is my health and fitness journal. So in the health and fitness journal, I said, operation HBIC, I break them down into quarters. So it's Q1. So it's one, one to four, one. And I said, health and fitness goals. So first, and I'm not going to share what my health and fitness goals are because like I said, shut your fucking mouth. No, not everyone has to hear your shit. I only share this stuff on my app with my very close bitchterhood community. So if that's something that you want to do, get on over there. But I put my long-term goal. So let's just say a year from now, my long-term goal with my health and fitness is, it could be like, I want to be this much weight and this much body fat. I want to increase my bone density. I want to be able to run, you know, a four-minute mile. Like, I don't know what your health and fitness goals are, but like, you want to put your long-term goals and then you want to do your Q1 goals. So my Q1 goal is by this date, so April 1st, I will be this much weight, this much body fat. I'm going to have a DEXA scan. I'm going to also be doing, um, I'm going to be beefing up my YouTube channel this year and I'm going to be documenting my whole transformation like live in real time. So if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, um, I will put the link in the, in my show notes here so you can subscribe and watch it in real time. And then after I put down what my goals are, I said, how will I accomplish these goals? So for me, how I'm going to accomplish these goals, I'm going to tell you exactly how I'm going to do it. I'm not going to get into my business stuff this time. I'm not going to get into my career, but I think this is a really cool thing. So it gets your wheels turning at home. Okay. How will I accomplish these goals? Number one. So I'm going to train four days a week. I'm either going to train at home at my studio that I own, Katie Boyd's Misfit Club at Hudson in Hudson, New Hampshire, or I also have a third gym membership because um, I like to use certain equipment that I don't have at my gym because my gym is more like a functional training and yoga studio, but I do also like to power lift and I do like to do like really heavy like squats and um, deadlifts and leg presses and things like that. And I don't have those machines at my studio. So I have um, 
a, a gym membership that I just use to do those things. So that's number one. Number two, I'm going to rock five days a week for an hour a day using progressive overload. If you haven't seen me, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Katie Boyd Ambitious. And I'm going to document my rocking as well. Um, So what you, what progressive overload means is like every week on that rock, I have a rock vest. Um, Rocking is a military, military um, marching, but it's so good for your lower body. It's just good for your whole body. Um, Makes you so strong. I don't like cardio where my titties bounce around because I have the, I have the tiggest old bitties that you've ever seen. And I will get literally black eyes if I like run and shit like that. Plus I just hate it. And I just feel like it doesn't feel good on my body. So what I'd like to do is I like to go on my Peloton bike, um, excuse me, my Peloton tread. And I do, I put my rucksack on. And so I start with, let's just say I start with 20 pounds at 2.5 miles per hour. I do that for seven days. Then the following week, I go up to 2.6 on the treadmill and I put five more pounds into my ruck vest. The next day I do 2.7 miles per hour, which is, it's a slow walk. But when you have an extra 30, 40, 50, 100 pounds on your back, it's a totally, you, your heart rate goes through the roof. So what I did was I wrote down my ruck in my progressive overload in my book. So every week I know, okay, this week I'm doing 3.0 with 40 pounds in my weight vest at a six incline or whatever. Then number three is on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I do kickboxing at my husband's studio, Dojo Sante Martial Arts. One of my goals in the next couple of years is to get my black belt in, in um, kickboxing. My husband's martial arts school, Dojo Sante Martial Arts, is a, is a um, belt system school. So you actually like can you know, move up in rank, not just go to a stupid fucking class every day and work out. You actually like can move up and get belts and you get promotions. And it's so fun. And all the people are so positive and incredible. So I want to do that on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So on the days that I do kickboxing, I'm not going to lift. I'm just going to do kickboxing and I'm going to ruck in the morning. So I get up, I ruck in the morning. And then at night I do kickboxing on Wednesdays and Thursdays. If you guys are local and you want to come try out some free classes, just, um, Email me at help at kbmfc.com and I will hook you up and we'll get you situated with classes if you're in the um, Southern New Hampshire area. It's fucking awesome classes, guys. I love it. Um, number four, I'm fasting when it's appropriate. We're starting, um, if you're listening to this, you're going to listen to this on Tuesday, January 2nd. That's when it's going to launch. But we on the app are starting a to 8 p together. Um, I've noticed that when I fast during different times of my menstrual cycle, I just don't feel good. So I've been working with Dr. Mindy Peltz, who I'm hoping that we can get on the podcast. She's a busy lady. Um, she wrote a book called fast like a girl. It's totally changed my life. So I fast when appropriate. Number five, I do Pilates and I do yoga around my period. So when I actually am bleeding, I do yoga and Pilates because it's a lot on my body when you're bleeding to like be lifting heavy and jumping around like an asshole. Number six, super healthy, low carb, high protein diet. I've noticed in the last like couple of years, I was not eating enough protein and I was losing a lot of my muscle mass. I got a DEXA scan in October. I'm going to be documenting this all on my YouTube and I'm going to be documenting this on social and whatever. Um, because I'm a nerd and I'm a scientist and I like to quantify things. So eating super healthy, a lot of vegetable, a lot of green vegetables, um, 
Lower carb to me just works. I don't do well with sugar. Sugar makes me fucking depressed. If you guys eat like a lot of sugar and the next day you feel like, what's the point of life? I bet you a million dollars. It's not because you have fucking depression. It's because you have a sugar issue. It fucks with your brain and it fucks with my brain. So I'm going to be eating one gram of protein per lean pound of muscle mass. I I explain all of this and I make your guys' meal plans on my Ambitious app. So if that's something that you're looking to have done, come on over. Number seven, zero alcohol. Um, I haven't been drinking a lot of alcohol at all anyways because in last year I had horrible stomach problems. Um, I had to have an upper endoscopy. It was horrible. The pain is excruciating. And I noticed, because now I'm so aware of it, that when I eat like super spicy foods, which I love, love spicy foods and Portuguese, what the fuck? or if I drink alcohol, I get this horrible, horrible pain in my stomach. So I have just pretty much cut all alcohol out um, over the holidays, even though you guys know that I don't do the holidays. I don't um, celebrate the holidays. Matt and I usually just go away to like a really high-end hotel and we just like live our best lives for a couple days when everyone else is like beating the fuck out of each other and miserable and buying shit for people then that don't even care and they can't afford it in the first place, but it's neither here nor there. I had a couple of days where we had a little bit of alcohol and it made me so depressed. I was so melancholy. I had anxiety attacks um, and I just don't like it. So I am going to, and I have been, but I'm really putting my foot down about alcohol and I'm not saying I'm never going to drink again because I don't think we should label ourselves like that. I think it just puts too much pressure on ourselves. But um, as far as alcohol, I am staying away from alcohol and then um, daily supplements. So I take daily supplements. I talk about this again on my social. I'm going to talk about it on my YouTube and I'm going to talk about it on my app. But two things that I have incorporated and I'm having my doctor on, his name is um, Dr. Evan Applebaum. He is the bomb. I love him. He has saved my life, him and his practice, Men's Health Boston. Um, one is in Chestnut Hill. The other second location is in Tewksbury, Massachusetts. I don't get any money for talking about him and the practice, but they have saved my life. Um, I'm going to have him on the podcast and talk about my horm- hormone replacement therapy that I've been on since gen- July. Um, you guys, it has saved my life. That's all I'm saying in every way, shape, and form. But I started taking peptides. So one of the things that I started taking was Samoralin. It's not Ozempic or anything like that. It's an actual precursor to growth hormone. So if your body is not producing adequate amounts of growth hormone, it will actually work with your pituitary gland to release more of your own growth hormone, um, where growth hormone is just an exogenous growth hormone. That means from outside the body. And it just, instead of your own growth hormone, growth hormoning, it takes over for it. And that's not healthy. I did a lot of growth hormone when I was younger, when I was a fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and I was competing in pageants and I had all my disordered eating and my orthorexia and all that shit. Um, but Dr. Evan Applebaum is going to be coming on the podcast talking about peptides and he's going to be talking about hormone replacement therapy in women. Every person that I've sent to him and his practice, like it has changed their lives. When I went to Dr. Applebaum, I just was feeling so fucked up and I didn't know what was happening. And I was having um, anxiety attacks and depression. And, um, I just couldn't put on muscle no matter what I did. I was just, um, my pussy was drier than a cat's ass. I had no sex drive. It was just like not the vibe. And when I went to him, 
Um, he did my did full blood panels and he was like, yo, your fucking testosterone is in the shitter. Like your progesterone and your estrogen are chef's kiss, but your testosterone is junk. I was also having horrible periods. I have fibroids. I was diagnosed with fibroids about two years ago. And I was having the worst periods ever. Like when I tell you I had to wear like Elisa Rena depends on the first like three days of my period, like it was that bad. Um, and I started doing hormone replacement therapy and it has changed my life. Like when I tell you I have n- like no depression, no anxiety, my punani is just moist and I like sex again. It's a fucking miracle. My husband's very ex- excited about that. Um, I'm putting on muscle. I feel strong and powerful. I have no brain fog. Um, what else does it do for me? It just makes me feel so good. And like, I can't tell you like, and this is the thing when I was trying to get pregnant a couple years ago and I was working with all these fertility specialists, none of them ran my fucking sex hormones. All they cared about was my AMH, my anti-malarian hormone. If I knew that I needed testosterone replacement therapy because testosterone not only gets you pregnant, but it holds a pregnancy, I probably would have had a baby. But listen, I don't have a child. That ship has sailed. I'm moving on. Um, I'm going to take care of all of my children out there in ambitious land. That's what I'm doing. And I'll just be a hot, rich auntie. (laughs) Hi, Ava. Hi, Brody. Hi, Brock. Um, But I'm going to, that is one of the things that I've been doing, which has been the peptides and has been the hormone replacement therapy. And it's literally changing my life. The next thing that I do um, as far as like my health and wellness is one gallon of water a day. I do electrolytes, which I'm going to talk about in another podcast. Number 10 is I work on my stretching, my flexibility, my mobility, my, and I do myofascial release every day. I get eight hours of sleep and I tape my mouth and I'm actually having an at-home sleep study next week. I have Dr. Ahmet Anand on the podcast coming up soon too. He's a incredible pulmonologist. He is an expert in sleep medicine and he is just incredible. I went out to Utah to his breathinance breathwork workshop um, in Park City in October and it literally changed my life. And Dr. Ahmet is going to be coming on talking all about breath and sleep and all that. Um, Matt was recently diagnosed with sleep apnea and he has been on a CPAP for about a month and it is changing his life. So if I have to be the most unsexiest bitch in the world and wear a CPAP because it's going to make me feel good about myself, then fuck it. Dr. Ahmet, I'm all in. <laughs> then number 12 is to celebrate my weekly milestones with fun things or like material things and not food. I noticed, and it's one of the rules in A28P, um, that we don't reward ourselves with food. We're not dogs. So that being said, um, if you say you say, oh, I'm going to release five pounds this week and I'm going to release this much body fat and I'm going to whatever, whatever your fitness goals, wellness goals are. And you do it, go buy yourself a new pair of sneakers. You know, go get your nails done, go get a massage, right? Don't be like, oh, and now I'm going to go to this place and eat a bunch of junky food and drink a bunch of booze. Like that's just not the vibe anymore. Um, Number 13, I want to take outside fitness classes for fun. Um, having my own wellness center and being a personal trainer for 20 plus years, you have a hard time, um, having fun when you do fitness because either a, you're at a studio working and everyone's asking you questions and they won't even let you work out. And then if they know who you are, like they just judge you and it's weird. And I get like super, um, 
insecure, but it's so nice to go to someone else's class and actually take a class for fun and like just go with a friend and no one knows you and it's perfect. And then number 14, this is my last plan of action for my health and wellness is measure everything as much as I can. Everything is quantifiable. So that means during H2AP for sake of conversation, we're starting tomorrow is, you know, I got a DEXA scan. So I know what my body fat is. I know what my bone density is. I know um, all of my measurements because I have all the girls take transformation photos every week. I have them do all their measurements, neck, chest, waist, hips, legs, arms, calves. Um, They weigh themselves. Like everything should be, it's almost like you're conducting a scientific experiment and you're the N of one. So whatever you can quantify and measure, the better. That even means like working with your doctors and having like with Dr. Applebaum, doing my um, blood work every three months and knowing what my levels are and knowing where my deficiencies are. Like he's just amazing. Like if you really want to be an exceptional person, you have to act as if you are, and I'm going to talk about this in a second, but you have to act as if you already are that person, right? So I'm not going to go too much more into my other books, but then what I do is in my fitness book, I write what I'm eating for my meal plan, all this is on my app, Um, what my training schedule is, right? How many grams of protein I'm eating, Um, how many grams of carbs, like what my macronutrients are, what my calories are for the day. And obviously, again, it's quantifiable. It's measurable things. So maybe I'll get into my other books later on in the podcast, but I wanted to just show you how I do it. So you don't have to do it exactly how I do it, but just taking a little, you know, tips and tricks and tools that I use to help better your own life. Okay. The sixth thing of how to make 2024 your bitch is to know yourself. I cannot tell you how many people that I coach that I ask them questions about themselves. They cannot answer it. They know nothing about themselves. They don't know what their human design is. They don't know what their um, Myers-Briggs personality test is. They don't know what their attachment style is. They don't know where they are in their Cabalarian cycle. They don't know their numerology. They don't know their natal chart. They don't know their Enneagram. They don't know anything. They don't even know what fucking size underwear they wear. Okay. And then to know yourself is to also to know yourself so deeply where you know, like what your traumas are, what your triggers are, what you do and do not like, what you will and will not stand for. And then doing the shadow work around healing all those things. So, for example, um, and I'm trying to get her on the podcast too. Her name is Thais um, Gibson, and she specializes in um, attachment style theory. And there's four different, I'm not going to get too much into it, but there's four different types of attachment style. And when you know what kind of uh, person you are as far as your attachment style, number one, everyone should want to be securely attached. But because of things that happen to us traumatically, programming-wise, in our childhoods and in our young adulthoods, we start to get these weird attachment styles. And I did all the tests and I really have been diving deep into um, all of her teachings. She has a great YouTube channel um, as well. Uh, it is the personal development school, I think. And her name is Thais Gibson. She's a beautiful girl. So fucking smart. And um, I have noticed that I am a fearful, avoidant attachment style. Like my number one core wound is betrayal. I think everyone is out to get me. I think that um, everyone is going to take advantage of me. Now, none of this is true. 
But because of how I was raised as a child and the traumas that I went through as a child and the way that my caregivers showed me love and took love away from me, and we've and everyone has attachment style, doesn't matter who you are, I have turned into this person. So I have a really hard time setting boundaries when I'm happy. I only set really mean, stringent boundaries when I'm fucking angry. And then as I get happy again, I start to let the boundaries slip. I don't know if this is sounding like anyone out there. And like, say that I'm in a fearful avoidant attachment style and my husband is securely attached. We are not going to have a good relationship. This is why most relationships in the world end because of people's attachment style. One person's always pulling away. One person's always smothering. One person's not trusting, one person's too trustworthy, and it's just a big old fucking mess. So the more you know yourself, and the more that you come to terms with, like, you know, I am an INFJ, uh, Myers-Briggs personality type. Well, I'm I'm naturally introverted. I use my heart more than I use my mind, like different things like that when I'm making um, decisions and stuff like that. So it's like, if I'm a naturally introverted person, why do I have to force myself to go out and do all this like frivolous networking and shit that like makes me feel so icky? And I can't tell you how many people that are in my like world of coaching and motivation stuff that are naturally um, introverted people but they force themselves to be extroverted and then they wonder why they're always emotionally burnt out. Well, it's because you're going against your personality type. But if you learn who you are and you know yourself and you do the things to help like support the foundation of who you truly are, you're going to live an ambitious life. So the number six is to know yourself and all those things. Again, I teach all of these things in my app. So if this is like, if you're like, oh my God, this is so cool. Come and join the seven-day free trial of the Ambitious app. You will be so happy that you did. Okay, the next thing, number seven. We're almost at the end. I know this is a really long podcast, but like I haven't done a podcast in six months, and I think that this is a very important thing. So the next one, number seven, is no distractions. So if you want to make 2024 your bitch, no distractions. That also means doing dopamine detoxes. I can't tell you how many people I coach that are like, I don't have time to do anything. And then I see them on fucking social media taking like what Disney character suits you best test. Like, okay, so you have time to scroll all day on Instagram and to post, you know, I'm a, I'm a Snow White on Facebook, but you don't have time to like go do the things that it's going to take to be the most ambitious version of yourself. Mm, sounds like loser central to me. So really getting rid of all the things that distract you. What I tell my girls in the app is like, go on Instagram just to like check in on the couple little people that you follow or get some inspiration. But mostly everyone on the app, their main, um, their main place where they receive motivation and inspiration and education and empowerment and all those things is on the ambitious app. And most of them just are on that app as their social media. Not that my app is a social media app. It's really a place of education. I mean, if you had to take all the tens of thousands of videos that I've done on that app and the education and all the things that are there, like you couldn't even afford to pay for it if I charge it individually. But obviously I make it super attainable at a such a low cost every month for what people receive but just focusing on just like okay for the next month and we do this in a28p for the next month 
I'm doing a dopamine detox. So like, I'm going to like really lay off television and I'm going to read books. I'm going to only go on the ambitious app for my inspiration and my social media kind of fix. Right. And like, I mean, I'm not into this, but so many people are into like shopping, online shopping and porn and this and that. And it's like, dude, this shit is ruining your brain. And then everyone's like, I don't know why I have brain fog. I don't know why I feel like crazy. I'm like, cause you're fucking, you have no dopamine left in your brain because all you're fucking doing all the damn day is just jerking yourself off in a fucking corner. <laughs> so of course you're going to feel terrible all the time. So number seven is really get rid of distractions. Getting rid of distractions also ties into everything else I've talked about before is like knowing yourself, knowing how you want to show up, knowing how you want to feel, admitting there's a problem in the first place, having a detailed plan of action, right? The next one, and I talked about this a little bit, but I wanted to go a little bit more further with this is being the person who you desire to be now. So like, don't wait for yourself to be like, when I lose the weight, then I'll dress nice. It's like, no, dress nice for your body now. Maybe buy yourself a couple of outfits or maybe like rent the, you know, get a subscription to rent the runway while you're losing the weight so you don't look like a schlump a dink all the fucking time. And you don't, you just wear the same fucking, you know, Adidas snap pants with the fucking, (laughs) with pills on the inner part of the legs that are like your fucking pussy's about to blow out of it because it's just (laughs) so threadbare. Okay. So don't wait to be the person to be the person. You know, I have a a really amazing woman on my app. She's such a light on the app. Her name is Dana Maggio. Shout out to Dana. You are fucking, you're the GOAT. And she also always says like, be, do, have. It's like you have to be the person now and you have to do the things that you, that that person would do to have the life that that person would have, right? So like, let's just say you want, let's just take money for example. Let's just say you want to have, your desire is to have a million dollars liquid cash in your bank account by the end of 2024. Okay. What is a millionaires? How does she act? How does she dress? How does she speak? Who does she hang out with? Where, where does she hang out? Does she hang out at fucking Popeye's chicken or does she hang out at the four seasons? You know, does she dress like from clothes from fucking, I don't even know where people shop anymore, but like whatever people are going to come for me, but like, does she buy her outfits at Costco? Or is she, you know, dressing like a lady? Is she wearing Chanel? Is she wearing, um, and you don't listen, you don't have to buy expensive clothes to look classy and to look expensive. It's really like how you're wearing your clothes for your body and how you're showing up. Okay. So be, do, have, who is this person? How does she act? Who does she hang out with? How does she speak? You know, do all those things now, and then you're going to create a vibrational frequency that is going to attract like, because like attracts like. So if you're a, a being a bag of shit, you're going to attract other bags of shit. Okay. Um, what is that old adage? Like if you if you lie if you hang around with a bunch of dogs, you sooner or later you're going to get fleas. It's true. It's true. Like for Christmas every year, Matt and I go somewhere, but the last couple of years, because of the pandemic, we couldn't really travel. Um, and then we just fell in love with it and we just get super into what we, we you know, we get into like those things where like, oh, this is just so good and I don't want to change it. But every year for Christmas, we go to the Four Seasons, we get a dope ass suite, we, you know, get room service, we rock around the city, we bring our little Boston Terrier Pearl, we dress her up in her little Burberry outfit and her little coats and stuff. And, you know, we, 
we go to the bar and we have like tea and we meet our friends there for, you know, dinner at Zuma. And, you know, we step into our power in that way, right? When you're at the Four Seasons, you're you're sitting with a very different clientele than, you know, at fucking, I don't even know, fucking, I don't even know if this place still exists, but like fucking Ruby Tuesdays, you know, it's a different thing. And then all of a sudden you're at the bar and you start meeting other people who are like on your level or even higher. And then it, it, it inspires you to be more, right? That's why your peer groups and what you surround yourself with, if you surround yourself with op- opulence and wealth and abundance, you're probably going to be opulent, wealthy, and abundant, right? So like Dana says, be, do have, you know, think about who would this person be? How would they be? And I know this isn't, um, it makes sense to me, but like, stop and trying to impress people. It kind of goes back to the card that I read the first part of the podcast where it's like, impress yourself, like stop wearing clothes and buying purses and buying shoes and buying bags and going on vacations and doing all these things because you want other people to be impressed by you. No one really fucking cares. And if they're impressed by you, most likely they're not impressed. They're probably fucking jealous. And they're going to be like those evil eye motherfuckers that put your foot up, their foot out and trip you on your journey. If what if you just said every day I'm going to wake up to impress myself? Wouldn't that change the game? you'd be a different person. Your whole life would be different. In a month, like all the girls that are doing A28P right now on the app, in a month, they're going to be different human beings. You should see the transformation testimonials and pictures of these women. Not only are they changing physically, releasing weight, but they're releasing trauma and years and layers of programming and sadness and fear and unworthiness and not enoughness and all those things. They're streamlining their lives. They're adopting their practices and their habituals, as we call it over in ambitious land. So stop showing up to impress people. Impress your motherfucking self and watch your whole world change for the better. Okay, number nine is, this is a tough one. Number nine is speaking your truth. Speaking your truth to all the people around you and I hate to say it like this, but I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. You're either on the bus with me or you're under the bus. I don't give a fuck, okay? Because like I said before, you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. I am so sick. Like the other day someone texted, um, I was talking to a friend of mine and they were like, oh, this person just texted me and asked me this thing to go out with them. I'm going to like tell them this whole like malarkey story of why I can't do it. I said, why? Because every time you do that, you chip away at yourself a little bit and you don't, you stop trusting yourself as a person. I know that sounds crazy. Like how is lying to someone else or fabricating a story to someone else helps me not trust myself. And the truth of the matter is, is it chips away at your self-worth because why can't you just be a grown-up baby bitch and say, hey, that doesn't work for me or hey, I'm not really interested in that or hey, like I don't like that place. Can we go somewhere else, right? We have to stop making these grandiose stories. Like same thing with like um, sometimes, and this doesn't happen often, but there's days where I'm like, I... Okay. I work in one-on-one mentorship containers with people and they pay me a lot of money to help them scale their businesses up. Now, mind you, the return on investment is worth the money, 
But there's just days where I don't feel empowering and I don't feel motivational or inspirational. And my brain is not working at the capacity that I want it to work at. Maybe it's like I'm, I have my period or um, maybe I'm coming down with something or whatever. I'm a human being just like everybody else, right? And I noticed, and I, and I did this a lot in my childhood too, because I would watch my caregivers do these things. Like instead of just being like, yeah, that doesn't work for me, or I don't feel like doing that today, or I know I said I would do this thing, but like, can we wait till like next week when I'm feeling better? All the people around me would make up these like grandiose stories and these lies. And so then I started doing it. So now all of my mentorship people know, like if I wake up and I feel like I am going to take your money and I'm not going to give you what you deserve, I'm going to tell you, hey, I'm not feeling fresh today. Can we move our one-on-one to <clears throat> till tomorrow or next week or whatever? Because I want to make sure that the money that you're paying me is worth every cent because I want to, you know, my goal, dream, and aspiration always for working with my people in a mentorship one-on-one container, coaching container, is to give them 110% of myself. Ask anyone who's ever worked with me. I give 110% of myself every fucking time. And I don't want to like fake it till I make it anymore. So just speaking your truth, you know, and the less that you lie and the less that you fib and the less that you fabricate, then the less stories that you have to remember because the worst thing is like you knew tell, tell someone a lie and then they're like oh but i thought you said that and you're just like fuck you know what i mean we've all done it okay everyone in the world has done it so the less stories that you fabricate the less lies that you make the less things that you have to keep track of and the less cluttered your mind is so if you just always speak your truth and if you all and this is another thing too to pontificate on this idea is calling people out right then and there when someone does something to you so I've had, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, I've had times in my life before where people have said something to me that really hurt me and I didn't I didn't say, hey, that really hurt me in the moment or I didn't call them to the carpet. And then what happens is, tell me this isn't true, it festers and festers and festers and festers and then you become this resentful, psychotic maniac and I don't want to be like that anymore. That's like something that I'm really healing this year and I'm really working on already. So... um. I remember I talked about this in my podcast. I was in a wedding with one of my best friends got married and her husband was just a fucking goofball. And I'll never forget, we were at the actual wedding taking pictures on this beautiful cliff, like overlooking the ocean. And I have huge titties. Like when you see me, you'll want to motorboat me. You'll want a windshield wipe because they're massive. I have massive jugs. Even when I'm thin and I'm like ripped, I always had tiggle bitties, okay? I know I have big tits. I'm not fucking blind or stupid and I live in my own body. I know that I'm voluptuous, okay? I don't need to be reminded. And he said in front of all of his groomsmen out loud in front of like the photographer, all the groomsmen, all the bridesmaids, everyone that was there, he was like, Jesus, Katie, you got big tits, huh? And I was so embarrassed and I was like, and you really can't embarrass me. Like I'm not a very flappable person. You know what I mean? And I remember going home and being like, why did I let him just do that to me? Why didn't I fucking say something, blah, blah, blah. And the healer that I was working with at the time said to me, and I use this all the time now, is like, let's just say she, I was telling her the story and she said to me, what you should have said was, what did you just say to me? Because A, motherfucker knows you heard it. B, it makes them either have to repeat the same fucking stupid, brain dead, dumb ass thing that they just said which is embarrassing for them, not for you. 
or C, they'll be like, fuck, I was trying to fuck with this bitch and she's just too smart and I'm going to apologize. So next time someone says something that you don't like or that that hurts you, either A, do the, what did you just say to me? Or B, call them out to the carpet and said like, hey, it really upset me when you did this to me. I love you, but this is not how I want to be treated. This isn't appropriate. So for us to have a relationship going forward, either A, you do this, or B, maybe like we have to part ways. And it has to be like that cut and dry. Same thing with like you go, I don't know if you ever go out with people and they complain about the price of food. Like it's like, bitch, why are you out to dinner if you're going to complain about how much everything costs? Like just stay home and eat ramen fucking noodles. I can't tell you how many people in the last like 10 years that I've gone out with and, you know, I think that they're wealthy and abundant and they're like, Jesus Christ. And they are wealthy and abundant, but maybe their old programming from their childhood to like always just talked about the price of things. And when I'm around that energy, it makes me feel like a broke ass hoe and no one wants to feel like a fucking broke ass hoe. I mean, I certainly don't want to feel like a broke ass hoe. I don't think anybody out there in a bitches land wants to feel like a broke ass hoe, but it makes you feel like a motherfucking broke ass hoe. So like maybe next time I'm just using this for an example is like someone says, oh my God, everything, can you believe fucking $200 for dinner or whatever it is? Just be like, dude, don't come out then. Like this is the price of life. You know, like I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I know that sounds harsh guys, but like, dude, this is the ambitious podcast. This is not the blow smoke up your anus podcast. Let's be honest. And the last thing, how to make 200, 224, 2024, your bitch is I want you to adopt this saying, okay? And if you are on your social media and you tag me in this saying or you do a video talking about this saying, I will send you a really great gift. You just have to tag me on your Instagram or whatever. This is the saying. And all of my girls in A28P have to say this every day. So like one of our things that we do. The saying is, my word is my law. And my self-worth depends on it. My word is law and my self-worth depends on it. Because every time you say, and because we're around the time, it's the New Year's resolution time, right? Everyone's getting all horned up for the new year. But if you don't make what you say and what you do your law, then that is when you're going to constantly fuck up. You're constantly not going to achieve your goals, dreams, and aspirations. You're constantly going to feel like a loser. So every time you have to do something hard or difficult or time consuming or like, oh, I just don't feel like doing this, just say to yourself, no, Katie, my, your word is law and your self-worth depends on it. Because every time you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, it chips away at your self-worth. Every time that you say, oh, I'm going to lose the weight this year, or I'm going to meet the man of my dreams, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, and you don't do it, it chips away at your self-worth. It chips away at your, and how you feel about yourself, your enoughness, right? Your self-esteem. And after years and years and years of this really bad habit of saying something and doing something different, that is why you can't achieve because it becomes the opposite muscle. It's like if you go to the gym every day and you, and you lift, you get stronger. Well, if you say you're going to go to the gym every day and you don't lift, you're not going to get stronger right? It's the same thing with anything in your life that you do. So I want you to say, my word is my law and my self-worth depends on it. And just to wrap all this beautiful messaging up that I feel was beautiful. I know that I'm harsh and I know that I'm tough, but 
This is why you're here. You're not here for me to stroke you. You're here to me to box your ears and slap you around and, and sit you the fuck down and give you a stiff talking to in a loving, kind way. But it also has to be in a harsh way because I just feel like we're living in this world right now where every does, everyone is just like, okay, be, being mediocre, meh. And I don't want to be a mediocre, meh. I want to be the HBIC of my ambitious life. And I truly believe that when you die, you know, we talk a lot about death. I know it like a lot of people like, oh, that's so morbid. But one of the, my favorite things to do, and it's in my book, it's also recorded on my app is death meditation or mortality meditation, where I walk you through like your last day on earth, like you're going to die, dude. And I have you do all this really poignant shadow work. And it just, it opens your mind up to like what is possible in your life and what you have to do to like make your life worth living and make it ambitious. But I believe that when you die, you know how people say like, oh, you go to heaven or you go to hell. I don't agree with that. I actually believe that heaven, hell, and purgatory are here on earth. It's whatever we do every day to like make our lives heaven or make our lives hell. But if you do believe in afterlife, like when we die, right, when we croak, when we shit the bed, wherever we go after we die, I believe, and I just, it may not even be true, but I say this to myself so that it keeps me constantly moving forward, attaining my goals, my dreams, my aspirations is I truly believe that when you pass away, that you meet God and God brings you into this room and sits you down and there's a fucking big screen in front of you. And, you know, God's like, well, you know, you did a, you did a decent job, you know, is I, I, but this is who you could have been if you made better decisions. This is who you could have been if you did all this work. And then they, and then God shows you who you could have been and the life that you could have had and the things that you could have attained if you did what I'm saying here in this podcast. And do you like, just sit with that for a second and think about seeing the person you could have been if only you tried and how fucking horrible that would be, how horrible that would be. Like, damn, like no fucking thank you. So I hope that this podcast helped you. I hope that was inspirational. I hope it was motivational. I hope that you guys missed me, but the bitch is back. Um, in the meantime, I'm asking a couple of things. So number one is if you have a great question for me or you have like a topic of something that you would like me to cover here, um, just email me at help at kbmfc.com in the email, the little subject line, just put AKA. If I choose your topic and I read your topic on this podcast, um, I'm going to send you a beautiful gift. So that's really exciting. If you are interested in joining our Bitcherhood on the Ambitious app, you guys, when I tell you this app will change your life in every way, shape, and form, it's going to elevate you. If you want to start the new year right, go ahead over to my show notes. You can also email me. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm going to get you the seven-day free trial. I always give a seven-day free trial of the Ambitious app because I always want you all to try it and fall in love with it before you actually purchase the app. Um, it's not going to break your bank. It's such a low entry way to work with me, but I go on there and I do live coaching. There's hundreds of... Um, there's hundreds of different tabs of all the things that I teach. So everything that I teach, we go deeper dive, shadow work, breath work, 
um, meditation. I mean, like you fucking name it, it's on there. It's insane. And the community aspect is fucking dope. You're going to be around all these other like-minded women. So either email me or go to the show notes for the seven day free trial. Um, Join the seven day free trial of the ambitious app. You're going to fall in love with it. And then also, um, I'm going to start giving out gifts again for podcast reviews. So if you listen, wherever you listen to this podcast, if you're able to review it, like on iTunes or whatever, please review it, tag me in it, or you can um, email me at help at kbmc.com to say, hey, I just want to let you know that I just did a podcast review on iTunes. And what I'll do is I will read your um, podcast review on the podcast itself. I'll give you a big old shout out and then I'm actually going to send you a beautiful gift. So before I go today, I want to actually read one that came in recently and it's a five-star review. Thank you so much. And it says actually life-changing and it's by Martha Kyler. She says, I'm a personal development enthusiast and have listened to the abundance of podcasts about leveling up in life. Katie Boyd's Ambitious Podcast is the creme de la creme. I adore her humorous and relatable delivery, but the real treasure is her tangible takeaways. Too often I see vague advice in the space, but Katie's different. I always feel like I have a plan of action to implement in my life, which leads to meaningful results. Don't sleep on this podcast. It is a valuable piece to the puzzle of building a purposeful life. Martha, thank you from the bottom of my little black heart. I am going to reach out to you and I'm going to get you a beautiful gift. I'm going to send it off to you in the mail. I know Martha personally, so I don't have to have her email me, but if you do the podcast review, um, I would really appreciate if you emailed me and just hit me up and told me, hey, I just reviewed your podcast so I can get your address and I can send you a beautiful, beautiful gift. And last but not least, we're just really, I'm feeling fucking really gifty. I'm feeling very, very, very giving this new year. And if you um, love this podcast and you love what we're doing here in Ambitious, you love the book, you love the podcast, you love my app, it doesn't matter. And you go on your social media and you tag like your most ambitious friends, like the women who, I'm going to use the N word, who need to hear these messages and you tag me in that post. So in your stories or in your post on social media, um, I will also send you uh, a beautiful, ambitious gift. I'll reach out to you or you can reach out to me. Well, you know, you'll tag me, so I'll reach out to you. And so I can get your address and send you a beautiful gift. But, you know, coming down the Pretty Pink Pipeline, we have so many incredible events in 2024. We have our monthly Bitchapalooza events. We're going to start having pop-up fitness and yoga and meditation, sound healing classes at Katie Boy's Misfit Club. Um, I'm taking on new one-on-one business mentorship clients. So if you have a business in the service industry in some way, shape, and form, whether it's beauty or healing or health and wellness, and you want to take your business to the next level, hit me up. We'll get on a free discovery call to see if it's a good fit, and I'll walk you through like how I actually work. Um, but in the meantime, don't forget to stay ambitious. Also, don't forget to shut your fucking mouth. Just be about this life. Don't be telling everybody like what you're going to do, what your big plans are. Just embody the ambitious lifestyle and watch your whole entire life change in this 2024. And I just want to let you guys know, I love you. I'm so fucking grateful for the community that is surrounds me on a daily basis. I love you from the bottom of my little black heart. 
I'm so excited for this new year. I feel just so liberated. I feel just like next level, super excited energy. And um, yeah, so I will see you next Tuesday. And in the meantime, don't forget to stay ambitious. Bye.